Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. the clowns you're listening to prime cuts a non-linear history of the transformers franchise on television i'm one of your hosts audrey and i'm your other host nero and whoa good episodes he Fuck. is risen after three episodes oh uh, well yeah we'll get there we'll get there uh, these, we these were quite good yeah these were good uh we we watched armada episodes 41 and 42 uh, which right. Nero got on their own without having to ask me this week. So congratulations, I ch- Nero. I, check, I checked my, my good pal TF Wiki to make sure. Because actually, according to Tubi, we watched season four, episodes one and two. Love that for you. Don't um, make no damn sense. I kind of just want to get like straight into it. Oh, yeah. These are good and I have a lot to say about them. So episode 41... Let me guess. Is... Let me guess. Journey. No. Really? Depart. Fuck! <laughs> In the sub, it's departing for a journey. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> journey probably might have been better, but I guess I guess depart is more fitting. They, they're, they are, after all, departing. Aren't actually on any real leg of their journey yet. But uh, we are starting off here with yeah. Hotshot addressing the the sort of assembled minicon legion here uh hey and, you know and... that that tweet from uh baby names that's like listen to me i'm a brat i hate megatron i think money is disgusting the autobots won't speak to me not that i care and i'm your next president <laughs> that's hot that's, shot that's that's what we get here yeah so he is at first doing the like Addressing them very formally as, you know, I, I'm your acting commander, hotshot. And he, he just sort of stops for a minute and says, All right, I'm not going to do any of that shit. I, it, that feels fucking weird. Listen, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Um, I would love it if you accompanied us to Cybertron to help us in this final battle. But I am also completely understanding if there are those of you who would like to remain or those of you who would not like to participate in the fighting. And uh, I would like your answers... At some point uh, in in the next few days, as we are departing shortly. Yeah, no pressure either way. Just like let us know so we know what we're working with. Yeah, just put it. Uh, we're pa- we're passing a sheet around. Make sure it gets to everybody. If one of them, one of you guys, doesn't have hands, I'm looking over you wreckage with those weird missile hands. Uh, to have someone else write it down for you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So they, hot rods like. Okay, bye. And, like, very awkwardly leaves. (laughs) And uh, the kids are like, oh, man, I wish we could go with them. But obviously that's not going to work unless we were, you know, also microns. And Carlos is like, I kind of want to be a micron. And Rad's like, you want to be a micron? And he's like, all right, no, I don't want to be a micron. But, like, that's the point where, like, Wheelie turns around and it's like, I'm going to put you through micronification. (laughs) So yeah, Rad. So Highwire is walking away, and he he turns around to share a, a a significant look with Rad, who goes to follow him. 
Um, and I was like, whoa, hey, Highwire, what's up? And then Highwire turns around and says, in English, you must stay here, Rad. You cannot go with us. Are you kidding me? That's what he says, but I have a feeling that's not what he says in the sub, because other parts of this episode uh, contradict that. Oh my god, okay, so no wonder you didn't understand my comment from earlier in the chat. Yeah, no, (laughs) Willie says the exact opposite. He looks Rad dead in the eye and says, come with us. That's very funny, because Rad has a flashback to this conversation later, and and Highwire says that. So I don't know why they- Wait, what?! Yeah, I don't know what happened here. Something very strange happened with this particular exchange. Yeah, but... so, oh, anyway, yeah, they're, they go on and they're like, well, okay, maybe we should go with them. And they start making plans and, like, Jim and Billy are there and they're, Jim and Billy, God bless Jim and Billy. I kind of love them, I'm not going to lie. Um, they, they've they sort of come around from their, like, ah, these guys again to, ah, these guys again. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think the thing about Jim and Billy is that, like, they were really were not presented as bullies. They were presented as just, like, a separate friend group at the beginning. Like, they're antagonistic towards towards the original three at first, but I would not say it's particularly one-sided. No, yeah. Uh, they're, 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 I feel like as they have kind of shifted into the background and become much more of a bit of a comic relief uh they they have they have become a lot more tolerable as of late but also like i mean billy it's interesting because billy is almost one of the most realistic of the five and jim is way more in touch with his emotions than literally any of the other four that's very yeah. true. I would honestly say they are more interesting than Carlos, at the very least. Like, at the very least. Like, everyone has their role to play, but, like, Billy is very frequently a realist. Not in these episodes, particularly. But very frequently, he's like, why don't we just, like... <laughs> like, why don't we just storm their base with the uh, Star Saber and the Cosmotector and end this shit? Uh, you know? Uh, so he's, like, really realistic, and Jim is, like way more in touch with his emotions than anything else but god bless the two of them they've they've fully packed in there and uh jim in particular is carrying a very heavy sack and billy's like dude what the fuck did you bring and he's like a lot of snacks and billy's like what do you think you're we're going into space for like we have a war to fight and jim's like yeah and you need energy to fight that war and they're like back uh bickering back and forth and and uh ratchet comes in and interrupts with a line that i just love which is incidentally we're not taking you guys with us (laughs) uh yeah about this war you're going to fight you're not uh sorry kids we're there's no there is i what i wish he would have said he's there is no event no no matter what we will never bring you children onto this spaceship Nothing could convince us. Winking at the narrator. Winking um, at the camera. So, it's the next morning. Rad is having breakfast. And we finally see Rad's fucking parents for the first time in ever. Like, I love his mom. I'm going to report his dad to child services, but we'll get to that. Dad? In the dub, his dad is so checked out. Like, 
he's just he's he, he i don't know if it, the, the the voice actor either isn't good or is very good at portraying just like a guy who just wants to go to work and doesn't like his his home life that much he's like hey Hey, hey, Father, Slugger, when will you let me go and explore the world on my own? Maybe he's voiced by Polly Shore. Have you ever thought about that? My God, I wish <laughs> that would be amazing. Put Polly Shore in the next fucking Bay movie, or whatever. Whoever is making that Beast Wars movie, I haven't looked into that. I don't think it's Travis Knight, but uh, regardless, uh, Rad asks his dad, "Hey, like, you ever wanted to like?" Go to space, dad? He's like, what? Some important context is that his dad, like most people in this town in Lincoln, Nebraska, which I, I still don't understand, but uh, are associated with the space observatories there. Yeah, the, the like Cosmotector Research Lab, I think it's it called. Is a, it is a field research town. Like, the entire town is basically built up around this i guess it's like a suburb of lincoln nebraska still don't think there are that many uh observatories in nebraska that i mean I'm aware of i guess there wouldn't be i feel like nebraska is pretty flat and you'd you usually want observatories on high ground yeah you want it to be at a place where you can observe um yeah. but whatever um uh, uh, it's fine. It's all it's all made up anyway. But regardless, he he also works at the observatory, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, I want to go to space." Well, I did when I was younger. Now I, I, I between you and me, Red, that ship has sailed. But yeah, I think this conversation sparks with Rad asking about the comet, uh, which exploded. Right. Um, yeah. And, and his dad's like, "This is the darndest thing. No one can figure out what happened to that thing." And and their uh, his mom is like. All right, no, no work talk at the table, please. Come on now. Uh, I love her. So, she yeah, deserves so, better. <laughs> so, his dad goes off to work, um, and sort of leaves. Rad does, does a lot of pondering in this episode. He's he's very he's thinking a lot about space and how much he wants to go to space. Yeah. Well, as we've established, uh, Rad is a nerd. He is a huge nerd. Uh, we cut up to the Hydra Cannon. Which is uh, apparently slow. Okay, so... Oh, did they not explain it in the dub? Oh, they do. They say that they okay. are still within Earth's gravitational uh, influence, and they need to, like, get out of it to... Oh, it's different in the sub. To get to a warp gate point. What is okay. it in the sub? Yeah, uh, so first of all, uh, I finally figured out what the shape of the Hydra Cannon reminds me of. I think you'll appreciate this Nero as a Texan. It looks like a friggin' tamale. Oh my god, it does. You open the corn husk and there's a Death Star inside of it. Yeah, that's it. It's a friggin' tamale. It just looks, I mean, like a nice, filled, uh, maze Death Star. Megatron, our chili sauce reserves are running dangerously low. Yeah. So, the explanation in the sub is that, uh, in... Megatron's haste to sort of like get away from the scene of Optimus's death and also to destroy the Autobots before that um they had to rush the end of the of the engine design so the engine is experiencing some uh uh performance issues yeah I kind of wish they put that into that more because the Hydra Cannon is sort of like 
They built it as a weapon first and a ship second. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I think that, like, I think that actually makes sense. And, like, Megatron is furious about this. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Almost verbatim says, are you fucking kidding me? Obviously not the fucking part. But you could, it's implied. Um, And Thrust is suddenly, like, in this position of... I never thought leopards would eat my face, says Robot, who voted for the leopards eating people's faces party. He's the fucking chairman of the leopards eating people's faces party, and now the leopards are eating his face. Yeah. God damn it. Um, Cyclo- uh, yeah, so he's he's chewing thrust out here. Um, Cyclonus comments about him, like, man, Megatron sure is bitchy lately. What's got into him? Uh, and Wheeljack, like, turns back and says, you wouldn't get it. It's not easy to lose a rival. And Cyclone just goes, what? what? Oh, it's, that's also like a very different exchange in the sub. So uh, I can't remember what Sandstorm is, but Sandstorm is talking about like Megatron's bitching. I can't remember specifically what. And Rampage looks at him and is like, careful or he'll hear you. I honestly love the, the Wheeljack line more because it's just like, uh, listen, I know what it's like to completely focus your life's purpose on killing one guy. If you do yeah. it, what some, what do you do? Again, we find ourselves in some uh, Metal Gear Solid ass shit. Extremely. And, he, and Cyclonus' response is just like, okay, whatever, man. Whatever you say, dude. Yeah, uh, his, and, his response in the sub is like, oh, yikes, you're right. Um, I don't think Starscream... Does he say anything in these two episodes? Say- he doesn't say... Maybe he says like... Maybe he says transform or something, but like I don't think he says any real dialogue. He's just He doesn't say he certainly doesn't say anything in this episode. I'm trying to think if he said anything in the next episode. I don't think he he did. certainly engages in the fight. Yeah, but like right now he he is sort of looking at uh Earth kinda kinda through the, the viewports there and, and what else is he doing? He's brooding, he's angsting. He's thinking. To be fair, he's actually earned it this time. Oh, he yeah, fucked up for real sure. bad. He fucked up real bad. At least he wasn't the one to pull the trigger, though. So that sure. is that that isn't weighing on his conscience. Um, so yeah, this back scene at, is insane. Back on Earth, <laughs> back yeah. on Earth, Rad is being kept awake by his tumultuous thoughts. Um, this is this is the scene where they show the flashback to Highwire talking to him, and he's he does say, "Please come with us." In this scene, so I don't, once again, I don't know what happened in that earlier exchange. I something must have gotten like shuffled around in the dialogue where they just like fucked up. Maybe that was supposed to be like Hot Shots line or something, or Red Alert's know. line. It's weird. I don't know, but Rad is like Rad is like, all right, I don't. I don't know what to do, but I gotta come clean about this to my parents. Maybe they'll believe me. And the first thing I thought of when he goes into his parents' bedroom is uh, that episode of The Simpsons where, Mom, Dad, Bart's dead. That's right, dead <laughs> oh, serious about going to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Oh my god, I forgot. I forgot to post the uh, screenshot I took from from this scene. Um, uh, Rad literally looks like something out of The Shining in this entire scene. <laughs> Um, or like the poltergeist he's there he's it's... got them fucking crazy eyes yeah he he looks absolutely deranged and it's like one still shot on him for this entire scene basically so uh, it, it cuts it over to his parents in bed like 
once. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he's like, hey, mom and dad, I need to speak to you. So I've been spending all this time with this giant alien robot race, and they're in the middle of a war, and um, I feel personally responsible because I was, like, responsible for waking up the sentient life forms that are also weapons that they're fighting over in the first place so anyway they're going into space and i was just wondering if that would be okay with you if i also went and his mom's like jesus christ what they're just like what the fuck are you talking about what go back to bed why did you wake us up she like rolls over and and she's like yeah go that's another strange dream i know like i know i know you've been having weird dreams lately sweetie uh just go back to bed but his dad like looks at him a little bit but then he's eventually like go back to sleep rad and rad's like oh so you don't believe me (laughs) no it's like obviously not rad obviously not you did this in the most ass backwards way possible at least go try and see if highwire will come with you like, sneak out to the base and, like, say, hey, hi, hi, Wire, I need you to help corroborate my story. But anyway, he's like, all right, well, I'm defeated and dejected. I'm going to go back to sleep. And he walks back to his room, lays down in his bed, falls asleep. And you know that post about, like, Apollo giving the gift of prophecy to online funny men? Yeah. That's what happens. So, Rad has a fucking prophetic dream. About the Autobot starship being destroyed and everyone aboard dying. He watches Highwire dies in a, die in a blaze. The light leaves his eyes. Literally. And, well, does he say anything when it happens? Uh, yeah, he's, he's like, please, Rad, you have to come with us. We need yeah. you. And he dies. And then Rad goes, oh, fuck. I gotta go to Cybertron. Yeah. This so, is when his dad comes in. Yeah, so his dad comes in, so it, he wakes up the next, right, so he wakes up from this gasping, and it's the next morning, and his dad comes in, and he's like, hey, son, I want to talk to you. And Rad's like, okay. And so first of all, he knows, he's like, wow, it's a lot neater in here. You used to be so outdoorsy, because let us oh. not forget ever that Rad would fuck a tree if he could. Um, I mean, you can, it just won't go well. But you could. Um, and he's like, wow, when you were so outdoorsy, it used to be so much messier in here. I'm really glad that your special interest in robots is neater. It's and very funny because in the dub they say the reverse. It's like, wow, it's a real fucking pigsty in here. Weird. Really? But it's not. It's, it's like, clearly, yeah, it's clearly not. not. <laughs> it's clearly spotless. Like, there's, there's not even a fucking shirt strewn over a chair. Like, it's perfect. And My room has never looked that fucking clean. Yeah, really. And so, uh, yeah, uh, his dad's like, listen, I want to believe you, and I believe that there's something going on, but, like, what you said last night, it's pretty hard to believe. Um, right, I'm gonna me... level with you. You sounded fucking insane last night. But, you... <laughs> yeah, but he's like, I, 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 th- I know you said that you have to go somewhere and do something, just tell me, is this something you absolutely need to do? And Rad's like, yeah, it's something I absolutely need to do. And his dad, without any asking any other questions, is like, all right, well, just tell me that you'll come back safe. I'm calling Child Protective Services on his ass. This is straight up negligence. 
It's... To be fair, I guess he doesn't fully believe it until he actually sees the base Well, later. yeah, I know. But still, giving I mean, giving your 12-year-old son carte blanche to go off somewhere... It is, it's not good. telling, without even knowing where he's going, and he's like, yeah, this is fine. After he told that story about all the robot civil wars and going into space... Yeah, it just seems like it's it's very irresponsible. He's I don't know, twelve maybe he, years old. He's been playing. Dad's been playing too much Pokemon. I think this is the yeah. worst parenting I've ever seen in anime, and that's saying a lot. That's not true. Yeah, but- no, I was about to say I've definitely seen worse parenting in anime. Fucking Gendo Ikari sort of flashed through my mind in an, in an instant. Medusa Soul Eater for me, but fine. <laughs> Um, so, it's, it's the morning, everyone is, is getting, is getting dressed, getting ready, they all meet Oh, well, there's one last thing, is that, like, like, oh, right, sorry, no, that's after this, it's after this, continue. Yeah, so they, they all, they all, they all, Rad, Alexis, and Carlos all meet up, and instantly they all say, so we're going, right? Well. We're definitely gonna go. Rad stops outside of Carlos's window first. Yes, that's right. Easy, yay! And he's like, yay, Carlos, Carlos, like, like, come on, you're late. And Carlos, like, what do you mean I'm late? I'm not late. And he's and Rad is like, yeah, you're late to go to space. And Rad <laughs> and Carlos is like, fuck yeah, we're going to space. Glad I packed for it. Grabs a backpack he already had ready to go and joins Rad. Yeah, and then Alexa shows up later. Uh, one thing about dad, uh, Rad's dad here, he the 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 closer to that speech he has is. Never give up on your dreams, Rad. Sometimes that's all we have. Okay, sometimes you should give up on your dreams, though. Sometimes if your dreams involve being thrust into a inter- intergalactic war. war zone, yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone is in agreement. I, They've all got one, their space backpacks. There's one last thing, is that they, they run into Alexa, and Alexa's like, Alright, I knew you guys were on the same page as me. I wasn't going to give up that easily. And she, like, makes Rad carry her bag. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which I think is um, very good. So, Hotshot is... We're, we're back in the autobase, Hotshot's like, alright. Um, it's well, time. There's one, okay, there's there's one last thing before that. This is this is the thing I wanted to get to. Which is, it cuts back very briefly back to um, Rad's parents. And uh, they're eating breakfast. And his mom comments... Wow, Rad left really early for school, and his her his dad's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta have that get up and go attitude. Basically, who can say? And I'm like, divorce his ass. You deserve so much better. <laughs> Something has gone wrong here. Uh, she's gonna have a lot of questions for him when he gets back from surveying. Fuck the this guy! I hate later. this guy so much. Just a very, just a very laissez-faire style of parenting. Way too laissez-faire. Just, oh boy. Um, see, a hot shot is is addressing the Minicons on stores. Like, all right, um, everyone who is joining us, please take one step forward. Uh, there's there's a beat, and then all uh, all of them step forward. There's a there's a very good bit. Where every other minicon has stepped forward, and then you see one of the Dualar. Dualor is in the back, 
And he sort of looks around and then, and then steps forward, giving into fucking peer pressure. That's the way to do it. Don't Which you is very draft funny. when you got peer pressure. Which is very funny, because in the comics, uh, Dueler is the leader of the Destruction Team, I believe. And they are the, like, hardcore minicon separatists who, who, who build a base on the moon. They kidnap Rad and strap him to a landmine. Or, like, an, like, a fucking asteroid mine. Good, he deserves and it. So, like, it's very funny that he's the one who's the last one to step forward. I don't know if... I don't know if that's intention, an intentional reference Well, yeah, because he's today. a separatist. He doesn't want to fight in this fight. That's right. Well, he does want to fight. It's just that he wants to fight uh, I said the Autobots and Decepticons. Oh, yeah, in this fight. I said yeah, in no. this fight. Um, yeah, no, so... The, but, but everyone steps forward, and Hotshot's like... Thank you all so much. Uh, I, I am forever grateful. We we will free you from your bonds. I promise this. And then the kids have been watching all this from the sidelines. And they step forward and say, uh, we're coming too, by the way. Well, Wheelie sees them. And he yes. makes eye contact with them. And he starts beeping at them. And that's when they take the cue. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. So when do we leave? And Hot Rod's like, mm, no, I think. So we had this discussion. But maybe you guys didn't understand. If so, that's on me. My bad. Knew it's the leadership thing. But you're not actually coming with us. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah, no. Uh, we, you, you guys are staying here. So then the street action team combine into Perceptor and start making the most annoying noise I've ever heard in my life. It's like a buzzing whine. And then all the minicons go apeshit. And start running into the fucking spaceship. Yeah. They're like... So, (laughs) this is a sit-in. It is. They storm the bridge. Redler is in there, like, checking all the pre-flight gauges and whatnot. And then suddenly all the minicons pile in there and sit everywhere. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And, like, Jetfire's trying to do damage control. And he's like, hey, guys. So... You know, if you sit like that, we can't launch the ship. So if I'll, I'm just gonna move you guys, and they all like glow their eyes red and point their weapons at him, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> he, he holds his hands up and backs him and goes, "Yeah, yeah, all right." I, 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 I listen. I was just making a suggestion. I wasn't gonna do anything. We're cool. But basically, hot shot. You deal with this. Yeah, basically Hot Rod realized that he's like, what? why are they doing this? They've been like, this is from ever since I said that the kids can't come with us. And he's like, oh. And like the, the microns are all like, we are on strike until these children risk their lives for us. Does Perceptor say that the humans must come in the sub? No. In English? Okay. No, so no, no. They, they, figure, they, they figure it out by, by context. Okay, so Perceptor says, literally has, like, says it, and, and there's an interesting line from Hotshot. It's like, Hotshot says the Minicons were never programmed to talk, which is weird. Um, okay, that so is that's weird. Interesting. Yeah, none of that is included. Listen, I get I get the point of it as as a show targeted to, like, preteen boys. I get the point that you need your uh, viewer analog for the entirety of the show or that you at least want it there but it is very funny in context that everyone wants these kids to be in mortal danger so bad yeah well specifically the autobots don't but everyone else does highwire just really wants these kids to be in the middle of a fucking war zone yeah um 
it's it's interesting because as Transformers has gone on, I feel like a bit they they have moved away from human companions a little bit. Like in TV, it's very more common, but most of the time in other stories, it's almost always Transformer centric. And even um, Cyberverse, Cyberverse doesn't have any human characters, does it? I don't have, think so. But have, Cyberverse like a... is mostly a prequel. Right. It's like a so like that is a show. A fairly sizable show that has like no human companions, no like where you would you would have a guy in the boardroom going like, well, obviously these kids need somebody to relate to. They can't just be coming here for the robots. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think basically any any show that takes place largely any media that takes place largely or even partially on Earth has human companions. Yeah, with the exception of, like, obviously Beast Wars doesn't have any human Right, uh, well. yeah, sure. But, okay, like, anything yeah. anything that takes place on Earth when, like, humans exist has human companions. Yeah, everything else, it's, it's kind of difficult. Maybe that's why, like, that might uh, sort of, uh, kind of maybe be one of the reasons Beast Machines underperformed so badly. But also mm-hmm. that show is just very strange. Um... So it did the really late, help. The late '90s and early aughts were not particularly forgiving to the Transformers franchise. I mean, Beast Wars was a runaway success. There is that, at least. Beast Machines, hmm, maybe they went too hard on the religion, but we'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, anyway, the kids are coming. They got their backpacks. The best, um, the best part of this is that, like, at the end of it, Billy and Jim run in again, and they're like, okay, save room for us! And there's, like, a shot up to Hot Rod and uh, Ratchet, and Ratchet looks at Hot Rod and is like, should we take them to? And Hot Rod's basically like, fuck it. So I'm not, listen, I don't know if they're important or not. I'm just not going to risk the minicons throwing another goddamn fit. We're just, we're leaving. We were supposed to be leaving 30 minutes ago. He's he's literally like in for a penny and for a pound. If we're, if we're going to put humans at risk, might as well put them all at risk. Fuck it. Yeah, Yeah, let's go. Whatever, (laughs) whatever, man. So they launch, uh, apparently, so, so, uh, Hotshot says Starship Axelon commence launch. So this is the, the ship is called the Axelon, which... Speaking of Beast Wars, that is the name of the Maximal ship from Beast Wars, the Axelon. Oh, cool. So, interesting, fun little reference there. It's never actually named in the show, uh, Beast Wars, but it's uh, that's what it's sort of referred to as in scripts and stuff. So, like, the people writing Armada would have known about the Axelon. Um, and we see that... Uh, like Alexis is, is doing something on her laptop and sending a few messages around and we see Rad's dad get a message at the fucking observatory um, and it's coordinates and as as we, we, we kind of cut in between the Axelon taking off and the kids seeing Earth from space and, and the scientists rushing into the abandoned auto base and, and Rad's dad going like oh fuck he wasn't lying yeah dad, Rad's dad is just like oops I gave my son explicit permission to go to space with aliens. Whoops. Whoopsies. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and the Decepticons thrust is like, uh, Megatron, uh, craft just launched from Earth's orbit, and it's much faster than us. 
Uh, and they zoom in and it has it and they see the big fucking Autobot symbol on, on the bow and Megatron's like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. And he's like, why the fuck are they so much faster than us? And Thrust is like, um, I think maybe they used the Micron's ship warp drive and also our engine's still busted. So, not great. Um, and Megatron is like, well, Thrust is like, they're going to pass us. What do we do? And Megatron's like, Ignore them for now. Just keep going. Fuck them. I don't care. Optimus isn't there. So what can they do? It's fine. It's fine, Thrust. Don't worry about it. Why are you looking so worried, Thrust? So that's the end of Depart. Yes. Um, which, and it's ti- I, you know, I think it's time for a miracle, which is the name of the next episode. Yeah, it is in the sub uh, Resurrection Miracle. So... Do you and get a low. new Do you get a new cold open? Uh we've had the Unicron battles opening for 3 episodes at this okay. point. It started on the episode right after Optimus's death. So we we've had the new intro for a while. Okay, so this is the point where the sub gets the new intro because they are finally going to Cybertron. So the new intro is like Cybertron, home of the Transformers. Um this is the voyage of the Starship Enterprise. That's right. Uh, so everyone is, is sort of looking at the viewport, all the kids, they've got, all got their, their color-coordinated spacesuits on, and they're all just talking about, like, we'll, we'll be back here, we'll be, we'll come back to Earth. I have to say, day. so, in the new opening, I think we get a better look at the, sh- what, what is it that called? The Autobot ship? The ac- oh, the Axelon? The Axelon. We get a better look at the Axelon. And I have to say, it looks a lot better than the Hydra Cannon does, which, again, oh, yeah. it lo- looks like a tamale. Well, it looks like a ship. It looks like a spaceship, the Hydra it, Cannon. It also looks a lot more phallic. Oh, it's extremely phallic. The Axelon. cannot emphasize enough that it is a dick and balls. It extremely is. Um, and, yeah, so on on the viewports of the, of the giant spacefaring dick and balls Axelon, um... The, the kids are sort of looking at, at Earth slowly shrinking away into the distance and going like, we'll be back, right? Or we'll be back after everything on Cybertron is done and we'll be nice and easy and we'll wrap it right up. Yeah, and so then, Billy, because Billy is upset. B- Billy like cries out. He's like, oh no. And they're like, oh God, what's wrong? And he's like, I forgot to set up my DVR. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I'm going to oh. miss the last episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> It's like fuck! I forgot my t- my portable DVD player. God, or he either he either forgot the DVD player or he forgot the DVDs. I think he forgot the DVD player because the the next gag is sort of a reversal of that. Were there DVDs where... back then? I think there's still firmly VCR era. Let's see. This was 2002. Well, I technically, was... technically, this show takes oh, place in yeah, the okay. year 2010. Um, oh, not okay. a fact that has okay, been established. Okay, but they still don't know about technology that wasn't invented when it was... That's true, but there's no indication to say that there aren't DVDs. I think DVDs were a thing at this point. They okay. had not necessarily made VCRs obsolete, because most households still had a VCR player, but the, the, the format was definitely around. Okay. Um, uh, and, yeah, anyway, Jim's like, don't cry, I brought my Snitendo, uh, Sname Boy, uh, to, for you to play. And Billy's like, 
yeah, but you forgot the fucking games, dipshit. <laughs> it's like, and 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 Fred's like, well, I, you're just jealous that I have this Game Boy. What we get, what we get next is something like really baffling to me. So like, as the Earth fades away in the background, all the Autobots salute it. And are like, Mrs. Earthbama, it's been an honor. Okay, is the dub it makes more sense because um Hotshot asks Asteroid Alert to bring it up on the view screen. He's talking about how like this planet is our second home and it's what Optimus gave his life to protect it. So they're saluting Optimus's memory. Okay. Uh, the, I mean the they dub. we had we have the second home part in the sub, but not like the yeah. Maybe we did have the Optimus. Up. Part. I yeah, know. I feel like I feel like that must have come up. It's but like they they don't really say it. Like Hotshot says, like Optimus gave his life to protect it. We'll never forget you, sir. But no one really echoes that. They just salute it as well. They're, so they are all just pressing F. That, they are they are pressing F. And then because of the hydro cannon, where Megatron is is flipping the bird uh, to the Earth, basically, it's like God fucking shit ass swamp ass ugly planet. Why the fuck did Optimus die for this piece of shit planet? It makes no sense. <laughs> Fucking hate that guy. Why'd he die? Yeah, it's like, uh-oh, is someone jealous that Optimus cared enough about Earth to die for it? Did someone get addicted to a war rivalry that left him without closure? <laughs> and, and Thrust is like, uh, not to interrupt your thoughts, Megatron, but I would like to remind you... Uh, that that Autobot starship is still gaining on us, and we, we should probably do something about it. And Megatron's like, you think I'm worried? Do you, do you, hey, do you, you look at me, you little squid-headed piece of shit. Do you think I'm worried about that shit? No. Turn My- around. <laughs> My leash, you seem to be experiencing botherations. I'm normal. <laughs> Thrust. Thrust, look at me. I have never been more normal in my life. You're the freak. I'm normal. (laughs) Fucking eye twitching. Uh, He's like, turn it around. Turn the ship around. We're going to fucking get rid of them once and for all. Fuck it. Tired of this shit. Tired of these Autobots. Um, And Thrust is just like, fine. All right. Whatever. He, 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 He sort of like, well, God, he, he's, like, he's like, he's starts muttering, oh, he, Jesus Christ, what a fine, what a fine mess I've gotten myself He's like, are here. you, are you sure, Lord Megatron? The warp point is literally right there. Yeah. It's and like, Megatron's all, like, did I fucking stutter? <laughs> he's like, we're almost to the point where you just warp straight to Cybertron. We can literally beat them there. And he's like, no, <laughs> we're gonna kill them. Turn the ship around and that's that's when thrust is like god damn it (laughs) i am just trying to do a a coup and he's making it so difficult yeah what what a surprise that the guy you're trying to uh overtake is making it difficult for you so we cut down to like i guess it's the minicon lounge it's like a it's like a seating area with a bunch of tables and stuff that are sized for humans. And there's a bunch of minicons standing around uh, talking to Sparkplug, who is still clutching the Matrix. He still has the Matrix. And it starts to glow a little bit. As you could say, you know, Sparkplug and maybe his uh, his disciples, one might say. Uh, anyway, the... Oh, I don't... Um, why so... his disciples? Sorry, why his disciples? 
I don't know. I'm just made, no, but I mean, I, I get, I get the Jesus joke, but like, oh, you're saying that that prime is yes. like Paul the Apostle. Correct. There got we go. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, got it. Got it. We um, got there. And when the matrix starts glowing, a bunch of uh, signals show up on the radar, and Sidesup goes, "Whoa, oh fuck! What the hell is that, uh, <laughs> sir? Sir, there's like a billion uh, signals on the radar." Uh, it turns out it's just, like, some orbs, some glowing orbs that start flying around. You would not believe your eyes if ten million fireflies. It's all a bunch of minicons, um, just sort of flying around. I guess minicons from various other uh, parts in space or scattered out throughout the 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 solar system. flew through space. Um... And it's, we we cut back to the kids and and uh, well okay Rad no is like, yeah Rad's like what are those things and Wheelie's like again in the Queen's English Nakama comrades yep and, yeah he's 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 like friends and and Rad's immediately like friends what do you mean and Wheelie goes beep beep boop boop and I love the idea yep. of Wheelie being selectively mute <laughs> he is he's like it's like. He talks sometimes when he wants to be impactful, and he goes back to the bleep bloops. I think um, it's like a really funny thing for him to do. I yes. fully support selectively mute wheelie. So uh, the the uh, high wire and I guess maybe spark plug as well have called all of these minicons here to lend the Autobots their strength. Um, and Rad's like, "Well, that's nice, but." What what is it exactly that they need to gather strength for? And Wheelie just turns to him and says, "Enemy." Uh, and then they all hold up their hands. All the three action team all hold up their hands uh, for a good old. Uh, I believe they've done this with the kids before. They've done like an ET mind meld situation. Um. I th- oh yeah, this is in like the like the third episode or something. So they, they, they hold up their hands and the kids all, all give them very slow high fives. And uh, just to remind <laughs> the audience... slow high fives. I don't think that's what that is. It's basically what it is. Um, okay. So ju- to remind the, the kids and also to remind the audience, because it's been a very long time since hey, remember Sideways... remember this guy? Don't worry or, about it. Since Sideways Virtual World Adventure... Um, we see a flashback of their escape from said virtual world where they saw this huge looming shadow and two big evil yellow eyes like looming in the the distance with this big evil looking planet. Um, And the rad comes out of this vision and goes, is that the enemy? And Wheelie finally, for the first time in this uh, series says Unicron. Yeah, we finally have a name, folks. Nero so, and I can stop pretending that we haven't been saying it for 20 episodes. We've, yeah, we have, we've been talking about Unicron, but the show is finally about Unicron. Uh, so I guess now I can talk a little bit about Unicron's sort of importance to the franchise. He's pretty important. Yeah. Um, and specifically, he, uh, he is very important to Armada because Armada was the very first time... Unicron received an actual toy. Um, the Unicron figure was the centerpiece of our mod. It was it's it was fucking huge. It was the only like supreme class 
figure in the toy line. Um, that is why they went so hard on the Unicron Battles branding for the dub. They wanted to sell this big motherfucker. Um, this is, of course, not Unicron's first appearance. He's been around since the 80s. He was the He's the big villain in the 86 movie, most famously voiced by Orson Welles in his final film appearance. Um, but... <laughs> Rip legend. They, rip legend. You, he phoned it in, and yet still, fucking great performance. Please, if you if you haven't seen some of the like interviews Orson Welles did about voicing Unicron and just the Transformers movie in general, please just do a quick Google. They are some of the funniest pieces of writing I've ever seen. Fucking late in life, Orson Welles just did not give a shit. He was doing them fucking champagne commercials and talking about. Yes, I played it. I play a toy who kills all the other toys, and then the toys kill me or something. I don't know. <laughs> like he didn't give a fuck. Um, but Unicron never received a toy, despite being such a big, both literal and figurative uh, character, just because of engineering restrictions of the time. Like they couldn't, they couldn't make it work, and he then like disappeared from the franchise for a little bit uh, after g1 was over and this is kind of big resurgence and now of course you can get that huge fucking uh unicron figure for like 600 dollars or whatever that 500 like, but yeah it's it's a fucking enormous um high extremely detailed but but armada was the first time unicron was was really kind of finally brought back yeah i'm also not sure i would refer to it as like a toy (laughs) it is a it's a model collect it is a collector's item it is a model that you can transform (laughs) yeah Uh, very carefully (laughs) um so yeah and we finally have a character saying his name in this show in the last what 15 20 episodes (laughs) I think like closer to fifteen. Um, but yeah, it's it's fifty. It's either fifty-two or fifty-six episodes. I can't remember. I think it might be fifty-four, but I'm Fuck not it. quite sure. But like we are, we are really closing in here. So it's it's Unicron's time to shine. Um, and as soon as Unicron, uh, Hiawar says Unicron, Rad's like, oh, so is that the enemy? Uh, okay, that's it's fucking scary. Um. But then we cut to back to Sparkplug briefly. One thing, all right. So usually, what they have done for big Unicron, uh, for big Minicon crowd shots is just kind of repeating models of various Minicons. They even did it earlier in this episode or in the in the previous episode. But now they've got these. There's a bunch of like generic Minicons and like swap like kind of build a minicon looking guys to yeah, feel these like guys look shots. like shit these guys look like shit i think the ones that man the turrets later look pretty cute Th- um, those are fine but, those but like, like this particular yeah group. i don't know what <laughs> these 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 guys are fucking freaky looking <laughs> um but like alarms start going off they've they've they're they're flying through an asteroid belt um and like red alert's like okay we need to be careful. Not only is it dangerous to fly through an asteroid belt, uh, the Decepticons are probably still out there, and they might be using this as cover. So we need to we need to kind of 
blur we're putting we're putting our lives in your fucking hands um so he sort of han solos his way through the asteroid belt you know how he is again animation not great here some of the worst work to be h yeah like the the bumping into the asteroids and whatnot looks real looks real sliding axelon.jpg around space.png for sure um but they kind of make it through the asteroid field and unfortunately uh red alert was right the 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 hydra cannon kind of peeks out from behind a uh an asteroid and the, the we get into our first space battle of armada oh boy actually that's not no that's true, not true dude. we've had others the opening the opening well, uh i mean i'm not counting that little skirmish in the orbit of mars that was like individuals fighting in space yeah. i'm talking like ship combat sort of okay i mean i guess i i find the line to be a little thinner given that they do get out of the ship and fight each other they do but the minicons start running around the the orb minicons kind of begin to surround the axelon as the minicons start manning their battle stations they man the turrets as uh because thrust is like he he is the he's the the vanguard i guess he's he's fucking strafing the shit out of the axelon but he gets blown out of the sky by a minicon um and they all like celebrate they like high five each other after they shoot him down it's great yeah Um, it's uh it's it's um very much that man is playing galaga they thought they thought we wouldn't notice but we did and that uh he uh he shoots thrust and in parentheses it says everyone like that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just like a fucking applause noise plays. Yeah. He, Thrust, he got like, Max, an Max Companion approval in his uh, Dragon Age game. From everyone, even even the Decepticon. Yeah, everyone um, like that. So, even Sideways. Side- oh, especially sideways Doubleface. What the fuck are you talking about? He loves all- <laughs> I mean... You have to imagine that Double Face, now that we know that he's an agent for the Space Devil Unicron, uh, you have to imagine that he's just out here having a grand old time watching he's all this. Watching the, yeah, he's yeah. got some fucking popcorn. Um, so the reaction team go down to the Minicon Lounge, and they're, they're the ones who spur the Minicons to take their battle stations. Um, yeah, so everyone can fly in space regardless of alternate mode. I guess the jets are just a little bit more like maneuverable in space listen That's their if main... fucking if fucking sandstorm can do it anyone can fucking do it well thankfully they don't have him in helicopter mode he is just flying around in robot mode because that just that just simply wouldn't work but it did <laughs> he already he already did it before i think i think someone might have told him that it doesn't work and so he, it doesn't work anymore because he knows it doesn't work he d- doesn't believe it works great I yeah love, he yeah. he he didn't know before, but then then Demolisher asked him, like, hey, how the fuck were you flying in space? What do you mean? Uh, well, in... you need air for that. You need you're to push a, down on a, air. What? You're a, you're a helicopter. That's just not how that works. It just falls out of the sky. Yeah, it's um, like Looney Tunes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, everyone is fucking fighting, like... Cyclonus and Blur are fighting. Hotshot zeroes in on Starscream. It's like, all right, motherfucker, let's go. Gonna beat your ass. Um, I still don't think Starscream says anything in this episode. I, don't, like, I think you're right. I think he's just fighting. He's um, still too in his own head about fucking up big yeah. time. 
he does d- dig his sword into Hotshot's forearm there. Gets in a good hit. Scavenger and Demolisher are um wrestling again. This keeps happening. It's this was bad. This was I, I was like looking at this and I was like, homie, save that shit for like a, a hotel room or something. I feel uh, th- this happens like not this is not the first time they've been in this position i feel like scavengers and Maltra has something going on on the side that we don't know about so, something is up there and, and but it, but megatron pops up and says all right time time to stop you two cut that out i have the requiem blaster not the place not the time baboom and uh shoot scavenger uh and he's just well, he's just—he's he. Uh, I, I mean, it's like uh, he shoots both of them. He's like, get out yes. of the way. He's like, get out of the way, Ironhide, and then literally does not wait a second for Ironhide to do anything to get out of the way. And Ironhide's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, well, look, I told you to get out of the way, bro. I don't know what to tell you. They are both totaled by this. Yeah, Scavenger gets fucking launched into a asteroid. He sideways or sideswipe rather. God bless him. Try shooting Megatron. We know he's bad at that. We know he's bad at shooting. It's one of one of the main one of his main character traits. I would say is that he is not good at shooting his gun. Um, and so Megatron goes like, "All right, pew," uh, and knocks him out too. He like uh, he doesn't aim particularly well on this one, which is why I assume Stepper leaves yeah. alive. Um, but yeah. it is or enough like, to like glance him, and he's like. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need to do more than that. He's like, oh well, yeah, whatever. I, you you are not a threat to me. Hotshot flies up and is like, alright. You want to fight someone? Fight me. And uh, Megatron's just like, so you're, you're the guy who's trying to replace Optimus? Pff, okay. Okay, I love the line in the sub here. Because what he says here is, you are 500 years too early. As though 500 years nice. is any amount of significant time to a Transformer. Yeah, so it should be like five thousand years or something, or even maybe even maybe like five hundred thousand. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, them dudes live a long time. Fifty thousand, something like that. It certainly should be the thousands. I'm like, what do you mean, like five hundred years too early? Me, this is me saying you're three days too early. Yeah. Also, hot, uh, I forgot to mention when when Starscream fights Star, uh, Hotshot, uh, Hotshot decks him right in the face. Very, very nice right hook there from Hotshot. Anyway, he gets his ass beat. <laughs> like, unsurprisingly, cannot uh, fight Megatron. Really. Meanwhile, Sparkplug runs out onto the like deck of the Axelon with the Matrix. While this is happening, I love this scene. Have you ever seen the movie Say Anything? This is such a my. This is my favorite classic movie scene. I don't think I know. I, I haven't seen it's Say the, Anything. It's but... the scene where um, it's the boombox serenade. Ro- okay, yeah, 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 I know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I know that bit. The, yeah. the John Cusack. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he he holds the Matrix aloft as all of these like Firefly minicons start going apeshit and zooming around. Um... Well, so Megatron has his the Requiem Blaster pointed right at Hotshot, and he says, I remember the good old days when fighting Autobots was a challenge. Like, bro, 
You have endgame gear. I, I feel like this is on you. You have the Requiem Blaster and you're combined with Tidal Wave right now. Like, perhaps you should adjust your eye level, bro. Have you thought about that? Have you have you considered? Um, but before he can, you know, shoot, he gets get punched in the LOL. face by he gets punched in the face by an orb. <laughs> he, he's he like gets, bodied. He just gets smacked directly in the face and slams into a fucking asteroid. He's like, "What the hell was that?" And uh, it turns out it's Spark Plug with the Matrix. And he's chart the matrix is fucking charged up with energy. Earlier we saw like the minicon energy like building something within the matrix. Like a uh, some kind of vaguely truck shaped entity. Um and then Spark Plug explodes in blinding radiance. Uh as uh as like Megatron is shielding his eyes, and and you you hear uh, a very familiar voice go like, "This battle is over, Megatron." And oh shit, he's back! Yeah, like and an on and on the third day, on the third episode, he is risen. On the third episode, he is risen. They the sequence we get here is extremely sexy, by the way. So, like Optimus reforms from the energy of the Matrix immediately goes super mode immediately combines with prime and then goes full blast in like a blink of an eye to speed run of all of optimus's best abilities and he just like slams megatron with this and it's so sexy to look at and Meg- like shoots him right through an asteroid <laughs> yeah megatron goes flying back to this asteroid and as he does he goes sickos.jpg yes like but also, like, it's so cool, like, Optimus is, like, he's still glowing super bright uh, for a minute, and then all the, all the light, like, explodes off of him, and he's standing there. Yeah, he then doesn't he just, look he, a he... thing like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman. Perfect. Yeah, he fucking bodies Megatron, who is, and as he is, like, sort of drifting through space, Megatron just starts laughing and says, ah, it's so good to have you back, Prime. What a fucking sicko. Um, so yeah, Rad is like, holy shit, Optimus is back. Everything is going to be just fine. I, You know, what, 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 Uni, Unicron, who cares? It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sure we can handle it with Optimus back. So yeah, that is the end of the episode. It was good. Um, it's good. It's fucking good. And like, from what I remember, basically the rest of the show is pretty much hitting this level of quality uh in terms of just like Thank God. cool shit happening like we are we are well past the rough days of armada like the the end of the show is much much stronger than the beginning um like those first 20 episodes you oh boy they are they are quite rough uh, in many ways but we're we are here in the in the final stretch the unicron battles we are heading towards cybertron prime is back when we have enough under our belt we should do a fucking old optimus prime death ranking <laughs> episode yeah i maybe that uh, i think that may be our swan song just at the very end after yeah. we've watched everything is like all right 
Let's talk about all the times Optimus fucking died. Yeah, something to uh, to look forward to. <laughs> Alright, which Optimus Primal Death is this? I've lost count, hang on. <laughs> is this the one, is this the time he experienced ego death during Beast Machines? Does that count? Who knows? Oh man, alright. Well, we have some questions about this miraculous event. This, uh, this, this beautiful resurrection. Uh, nothing on Twitter. So we got some stuff in the Discord, which of course you can join by clicking the link, uh, under our Twitter. Uh, Mousicon asks, what are some space miracles you'd like to see? For example, turning water into Tang. Uh, hmm. hmm. I'm trying to sci-fi. How do, how do I... I space Jesus up these classic miracles. These, 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 they're old hat. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta modernize them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that well connected or informed about the Christian canon, because I'm not a Christian. It's so, been a very long time since I had any interest in going to church. I'm trying to remember. I'd like. Uh, he gives that blind dude cyber eyes, um, like a cool cyber eyes. I would like to have a piece of space toast um, that is uh, charred into with the image of the Cygnus constellation. Yeah. With the image of Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something, something. I would like I would like the diamonds on Jupiter or wherever it is that rains diamonds to turn into blood. I feel like there's an exoplanet that rains blood. I remember that being one of the things people talk about, like, <laughs> talk about fucked up exoplanets we know about. It's like that one, the one that, maybe it's, a, you know, I think it's that it rains, like, iron shrapnel. I think it's that one. Yes, yeah. There. So there's one that rains, um, there's one that rains diamonds, and then there's a, a real planet, not in our solar system. Um yeah. The one that rings diamonds, I do there. believe, is Jupiter. It is somewhere in our our solar system. Uh, I think it's 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 Neptune. Maybe it's Uranus. Neptune. I think the okay. I, it's it's the ice giants. That yeah. Have the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liquid okay. diamond, sure. the fucking liquid diamond mantles. Right. Sick. Love those guys. So that they're, that's they're an so art, blue. but there is another one that rains um, iron shrapnel. Um, yeah. Not in our solar system, but it is a real planet. Yeah. <laughs> cross cross that one off the space charts. Let's not go to that one. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing good can go to can come from going to fucking flak planet. Um, Carshmallow asks, "What's the best food to eat in zero gravity? Uh, anything that doesn't have crumbs." Eaten. But like, I mean, the classic is. I feel like fucking Homer did this in the episode where he goes to space, where he like squirts the cheese whiz and like floats through the air to collect it in his mouth. Yeah. I think it's something that's actually quite solid in general. Yeah, like what what like the what is, is like the is the answer best food or most fun food? Yeah, I think the thing those that are would different be options. like the best would be like something like a hot dog maybe. I think that could be both the best and the most fun. I think how the best double the fuck Yeah, but like how how do you do the condiments? When you just like well, again, you squeeze them out, and then you push the hot dog into them. <laughs> into them? Yeah. 
yeah. sort of a free-form hot dog instruction. This part of it is not rocket science. That's true. I'm I'm sure there's someone at NASA whose job it is to figure out how to make a hot dog in space. And that's that's going to be me. I'll be training to be that person. <laughs> um alternatively never give up on your dream in the words of rad's dad it's all we have sometimes and you know he he seems like a man who makes good decisions so i will follow his advice um carshvello continues alternatively if you ever had that freeze-dried astronaut food stuff what's the best thing to freeze-dry into an astronaut food which i believe it's ice cream astronaut ice cream slaps sorry that's the end of it you know what's funny i went to the um the Johnson, uh, the is it? Yeah, I think it's the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Uh, when I was a kid, I did not buy the astronaut ice cream. I don't know why. Are you kidding me? Have you ever had like, it? I have never had freeze dried ice cream. Oh my god, I've had it so many times. Ah, you know, listen, New York has a lot of flaws, but one of its flaws is not a lack of things to do, including really good museums. And the Museum of Natural History is one of the better museums in New York. If anyone's curious. I I so badly want to go. I want to see that. I want to see that big blue whale. Homie, if you ever visit me, I will absolutely take you to the Museum of Natural History. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, the, the space shit that they have there is so great. And they have... So the Museum of Natural History is interesting. And it's like a lot of museums in New York where... It does have a main gift shop, but because it's so big, it has specific gift shops near basically every section. Oh my god. Yeah, so, so it's you huge. got a dinosaur gift shop. Yeah, you have so a space so gift on the shop. the fourth and fifth floors are are the um like uh, fossil floors, um right. and so you get like specific it is specifically dinosaur gift shops on those floors. Um, there is a space gift shop by the space shore. There is a a gem gift shop by uh the uh mineral hall. There is um like a general animal gift shop by like the ocean life areas like it's it's cool but anyway in the in the space section um they always had astronaut ice cream and i would always buy it because that shit slaps it slaps is it like cold or is no. it sort of like a no it's dried it, it's just dry it's room temperature um and it, it it's like a <laughs> this is not going to sound particularly appealing, so you're just going to have to trust me that it slaps. Um, but it it has the texture almost of like styrofoam. It oh. when you when you hold it in yourself, it's it's very light. It's a there's yeah. there's no air in it. There's it, I'm sorry, it's like full of air, right? Because it's been freeze dried, and you it comes in Neapolitan, so there's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. And you can just snap off bits of it, pop it into your mouth, and the moment it hits your tongue, it rehydrates. And it turns into this, like, really good, creamy, again, not cold, but, like, really delicious, creamy. And there's a flavor to it that I can't really describe, but it is, like, so unique to (laughs) astronaut ice cream. And it's, like, and I'm, I'm, like, tasting it in my mind right now. (laughs) Um, rotating it in your mind palace oh god it slaps i love astronaut ice cream nothing else compares no other no other space food could compare yeah i never i never tried it i don't know why like i guess i thought maybe it would taste it would feel like styrofoam when i put it in my mouth which is not an appealing texture to anyone um 
But now that I hear it's like it melts in your mouth. Yeah, it literally gotta, like gotta, rehydrates instantly in your mouth. I gotta try that shit. It's so um, good. So fucking good. All right. Casarachnia has an involved one here. She asks, if you were to cast an Ace Attorney case with Cybertronians, who would be defense, defense assistant, prosecutor, judge, victim, defendant, first witness, and second witness, who is also the guilty party? Mm. Now, let, for, for the sake of my brain, let us limit it to Armada for now. Because if we if we spiral out into IDW or whatever, things can get real wild real fast. Um, okay, Thrust instance, has got to be prosecution. I was going to say he's the victim. No, Thrust no. has got to be prosecution because it's always someone who thinks they're smarter than they are. That's true, but he's not like he's not like the uh, the cool prosecutor like Ed. No, he's, he's like, like a fucking Manfred or yes. a Winston Payne. Yeah, just a real fucking nerd ass. Uh, the judge is Ratchet. Or red alert, I think he's got a level head. You think the judge um, has a level head? The judge is grab. I guess that's true. Oh shit. Oh no. You know the judge is grab. Yeah. Um who's the victim? Who got got? Is this like Alright, wait. Clonus? Because I feel like the victim will decide a lot here. Um, on okay, yeah. Is. Sandstorm's the victim, which makes Starscream the defendant. Yes, alright. And Megatron is the second witness. <laughs> Ironhide is the first witness. Right. Who is the defense? Who is Phoenix slash Apollo Justice, I guess? I think Hot Rod. Uh, yeah, obviously. Defense assistant? Is it? Is it Optimus's ghost? No, it's Stepper. Like, oh, fuck. It's Stepper who gets possessed by Optimus's ghost. There we go. Um, yeah, and second witness who is also guilty party is Megatron. Yeah. He killed him because... I don't know. It wouldn't stop snoring. And it does make sense that Thrust would want to see him in jail. We'd want to see oh, Starscream yeah. in jail. Absolutely. Um, but then, of course, the as as the cases unfold, you get some kind of crazy overarching plot with, like, Sideways or something. Um, uh, Cass also asks, which Transformer would look funniest if you slapped a square, a square of American cheese on their heads? Thrust. Yeah, it'd be thrust. This is from the new Pokemon designs, by the way. Yes, yeah, all of the 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 Game Freak loves Wait. to put American cheese on fire type starters. Yeah, score buddy and play Coco. I'm just imagining like thrust saying something and then just like Megatron just slapping the cheese on his head, just like or just like tossing it and it slowly slides down as thrust just like butter dog stares dog with at butter him. on it, butter dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or it's like the cat where they they drop the cheese and it like shrinks back and like tosses it away. That's what Thrust does. He goes, nah. Um, Casey Cosmotector asks, "What are some of the songs on your Interstellar travel playlist? What podcast do you listen to while you exit orbit?" Uh, Space Oddity, Rocket Man, uh, Major Tom. Got yeah. both of them on there. Um, God, Major Tom is so other... good. That's a good-ass song. I love Shiny Toy Guns. Hell yeah. Also, great band name. It is a great band name. Uh, I don't have a ton of ideas for... Um... Oh, Supermassive Black Hole. <laughs> of course. Just listen, just just fill... Just, 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 like, 
I wish you could search Spotify by theme space. Just load all that onto a playlist. I'm set. Uh, as for podcasts... I have a great answer for this. Thank you for asking this question, actually, because it means I get to um, advocate for my favorite podcast, my favorite, possibly my favorite podcast ever, but certainly my favorite fiction podcast, um, called Wolf 359. If you haven't listened to Wolf 359, fucking go listen to Wolf 359. It's an amazing podcast. It's been completed for several years. Um, It has incredible voice acting, incredible writing, really good production values. Um, It is about... Have you heard of it, Nero? I have. I've heard of it. Yeah. For sure. So it is about um, the three and a half person uh, team. Uh, I say half because they have an AI uh, who is sentient fully sentient um team uh operating the space station hephaestus circling uh the star wolf 359 and um it is commander minkowski uh and her a scientist uh who does his own thing uh based on directives that he gets from the company that funds them and the communications officer, who is supposed to be looking for signs of life out there, um, which is pretty boring for him until he finds one. And then yeah, I gotta check this out. And then great googly moogly things go really bad really fast. Um, it has. I've been looking for another narrative podcast to listen to for a while. It's so fucking to- good. I have to, I have to like re-listen to it again now. I, 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 I've re-listened to it so many times. It has some of the most like jaw-dropping twists that are like fully deserved. Like none of them feel cheap. You know what I mean? But I remember right. listening to them and being like paralyzed in place. I listened to them on a walk a couple of episodes and just like having to stop and sit down because I was so aghast. At, at like the twist coming and couldn't believe that i didn't see them coming um you know what? i'm gonna load that shit onto my fucking podcatcher before i go to sleep tonight wolf, wolf 359 is fucking phenomenal listen to wolf 359 that's the only thing i'm gonna say about podcasts about space uh mine isn't technically related to space it's just a podcast that i re listen to from time to time uh important if true the old idle thumbs podcast where they just talked about like weird robot shit and how scary the modern world is but it was also extremely funny uh and it's just like i that podcast is so fucking great and i miss it so much god damn it valve you murdered idle thumbs for literally no reason uh anyway casey also asks what space tourist traps do you visit uh i've got a list uh you gotta visit uh, you, you gotta visit the face on Mars. Um, you gotta visit the great, you obviously gotta, like, Jupiter is just a whole big tourist trap, really. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta swing by the great red spot. You gotta look at Europa's weird whole deal. Uh, you gotta, like, go visit Io and watch it explode for a little bit. You gotta see the hexagon on Saturn's North Pole. Uh, you gotta fly through the, the, the plumes of Enceladus. Yeah, you got you just gotta see it all. You just gotta like uh, road trip it, you know. I want to see. Don't stay too long at Jupiter, though, or you'll die. I want to see the galactic waterfall. I want to see that. I want to see that heart on Pluto, that big old icy heart of Pluto. 
I want to, yeah, just see it all. I, I would, I, I would be see, asking. I want to see the Andromeda Hall of Fame. It's not stars in the sidewalk. It's just stars. Yeah. And you burn, and, and you burn up to death to, if you visit them. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to visit. You don't want to look at those too closely, um, or bad things happen. Uh, probably don't want to visit the supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy. That one seems like a bad time. Um, I know I like the Muse song, but I don't know about the real thing. Not as fun without vampire maybe, baseball. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll pitch a baseball into it uh, as a goof. Well, I think if you're close enough to pitch a baseball into it, it's already too late. <laughs> You have all, you are you are all you are already being spaghettified. <laughs> uh and that that's prime cuts for this week. Uh try not to get spaghettified, folks. You can find us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Potting. Join our Discord on the link in our uh, below our bio. Uh we are a part of the noise space.xyz network, where you can find all sorts of different shows for, with about basically anything you could imagine. Wow, cool robot. That's about Gundam. Uh, you got zero to zero. Currently about uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. The stone. <laughs> Give me the stone. <laughs> um, just uh, how can uh, you not yeah. like you... Gal Gadot, imperialist asshole that she is? It's <laughs> just it's sort of a. You know, super. Ma- she's like a super massive black hole of charisma. Just, I just, just nothing. I'm so fucking tired of Zionists. Uh, enough champagne to fill the Nile. Um, you know, various other things. Digimon Ghost Gaze. Uh, forward, forward, re zero. A show that everyone keeps telling me is good, but all of my instincts say is not. Yeah, I must. Yeah, that's same here. It's like I'm. I'm glad that you enjoy it. I will not be. Watching easier. Like everything about it, everything about it, it's like a fucking. It's it's like okay, so you know like the coral snake and the milk snake, where like one of them yeah. is super duper poisonous, uh-huh. and one of them is completely harmless. Yeah, and you it is you. There is basically no way to tell them apart other than like extremely minute details in their scale patterns. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's going on here. This looks like a coral snake to me. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it's a milk snake who knows maybe i'll watch it but i don't know podcast is probably pretty good though yeah go, go listen to the podcast uh, i i listen if it exists on noise space probably your preferred way to watch the best way to consume that media is just to listen to the podcast it's certainly the best uh way to listen to the other podcast i do pot of greed which you can find on twitter at pot of Greedcast. it's about Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> and we're in gx and there's not much that can be said about Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-Oh! GX that has not been said already, but by God, we're going to say it uh, if it exists. Um, you can also find me personally, Audrey, at Optimal and Prime on Tumblr and Twitter. Uh, it's my funny robot internet joke. Hope you get it. That's me. I hope you get it by now, at least. We've been talking about Optimus Prime for like 20 episodes Yeah, now. the only way, way, way you wouldn't know if you don't need, know Northeast uh, internet providers. Or if you call him Convoy, I guess. Yeah, multifaceted. Boku no Hero, Boku no Hero Academia ass fan, constantly insisting on calling him Convoy as like a point of whatever. Also, you have there's so much Yu Gi Oh out there. 
There's so much, they won't stop making it. We're going to be here for the rest of our fucking lives. Forever. Uh, I think the new thing in the next anime is normal summoning, which is really funny. Great. They're they're bringing it back to basics. Mm-hmm. Because you, sim- you simply can't portray the card game in a way that is conducive to anime, I don't think, anymore. It just don't work. Uh, anyway... I'm Nair. You can find me on Twitter at DragonSmooter and my various other projects in various other places, such as the Shira 2018 podcast I did with my friend Jane. That is at Podcast of Power. We are working through uploading the actual play episodes we did with uh, Cass and Jordan from uh, Strangers Fiction, uh, the, the For the Honor one show we did. That was a total blast. Uh, we also have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash part of power. I'm also on Disney Minus watching snow white tomorrow um yeah it could could be really good i could be bored to tears it's always hard to tell with old disney um but that's that's what's coming up down that pipeline and at heidelin radio radio free heidelin i am working on the episode it will happen the free trial is back up you can play the game Final Fantasy 14 to Final Fantasy 14 comprehensive companion podcast. You can download the free trial of the critically acclaimed MMORPG and play free through the critically acclaimed expansion Heavensward up to level 60. And that's it. So I guess until next time, I am going to make a list of people that I feel okay speaking to and ignore everyone else, transform and roll out. I am going to uh, sort of kneel down, say the Prime's prayer before I go to bed and and, uh, transform and roll out. Primus, my soul to take. Peach. Peach.